Welcome to the Hoosier Ag Today Wednesday podcast on the 15th of November 2023. I'm Andy Eubank, Eric Pfeiffer joining me along with Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin. The podcast brought to you by First Farmers Bank and Trust, experience banking built on heart, grit, and agriculture. Visit ffbt.com to learn more or stop by your local branch and talk about your ag operation today. Coming up in the news, some detail on that one-year farm bill extension and the right-hand rule for fencing is explained. Meteorologist Martin says the Indiana warm-up has only two more days, and corn and bean markets squeezed out more gains yesterday. We'll have Mike Silver analysis on the Who's Your Ag Today Wednesday podcast. At First Farmers Bank and Trust, we know that when agriculture thrives, we all do. It's the heart and grit of our agricultural communities that keep the crops coming in and the livestock cared for day and night. That's why we build financial solutions around the needs and schedules of our ag clients. If you're looking for a financial partner, that has over 135 years' experience in understanding and supporting agriculture, we want to hear from you. Let's harvest success together. First Farmers Bank and Trust, member FDIC, equal opportunity lender. From seed, grain, and feed companies to crop protection, farm implements, and technology, agribusiness is all around us here in Indiana. I'm Bruce Kettler, President and CEO of the Agribusiness Council of Indiana. At ACI, our sole focus is on the needs of our members. We advocate, educate, inform, and we invite you to join us in our mission. Visit our website, inagribiz.org, to become a member. That's inagribiz.org. The Agribusiness Council of Indiana, strengthening and connecting Indiana agribusiness. Good fences make good neighbors, and ag committee leaders agree on a one-year farm bill extension. I'm Eric Pfeiffer, reporting on the latest news in agriculture on Hoosier Ag Today famous poet Robert Frost once opined that good fences make good neighbors. That's especially true in rural Indiana, where the Indiana fence law states there is a joint duty to build and maintain a fence if one side of the fence is agricultural land. John Schwarz is a third-generation farmer in Cass County, and he's a lawyer focusing on agricultural law. He says there are a lot of misconceptions about the Indiana fence law. One of those is about the right-hand rule. The right-hand rule basically says that if there are two sections or two parcels of property separated by a fence, and one of them is used for agricultural purposes, the owner on one side stands at the middle looking across at the other owner, and the whole right-hand section from the center of the fence down to where it meets the offense perpendicular is that landowner's responsibility to build and maintain. And then the other neighbor would do the same on their side of the fence. A lot of times we see that uh, someone doesn't want to build their half of the fence. In that case, there's a process under the statute where you can ask the township trustee. You have to put the person on notice, and then basically the township trustee can have the fence built, and basically it goes on their tax roll to pay for the fence. It can get especially tricky when livestock is involved. Schwartz says there is a case that looked at what side of the fence livestock escaped from. And it turned out that they'd actually come through that side, and you know that basically puts a, a adjoining landowner you know, potentially liable for someone else's livestock getting out, which is you know, kind of a little counterintuitive. But again, you know, it, there's just joint duty that the, we, we want good fences, and you know, both neighbors are going to benefit from having a good fence along the property line. Hear my full interview with Schwarz on Indiana Fence Law at HoosierAgToday.com and visit him online with legal questions for the farm at thefarmlawyer.com. 
Staying informed on the markets, the weather, and world events has always been important to those of us in agriculture. Today, staying informed is critical. But now it's easier than ever. The Hoosier Ag Today mobile app puts up-to-the-minute information in the palm of your hand 24 hours a day. Download the free Hoosier Ag Today app for your mobile device at the Apple Store, Google Play, or at HoosierAgToday.com. During this, what I'll call an interesting time in Washington, D.C., it's good to see Republicans and Democrats come together on something. And that's what happened over the weekend when leaders of the House and Senate Ag Committees came to an agreement on extending the lifespan of the 2018 Farm Bill by one year. The agreement came with the release of a House Republican proposal funding USDA operations through January 19th. A 32-page continuing resolution contained 17 pages on Farm Bill extension and provided some funding for small ticket programs that had run out, like the feral swine eradication. Dairy subsidies would be extended through December of 2024 to avert a looming dairy cliff on January 1st. Leaders from both ag committees say the extension in no way substitutes in place of a five-year farm bill. Speaker of the House Mike Johnson revealed a two-part funding package that would provide money for some federal operations, including USDA, for two months and through February 2nd for the rest of the government. The extension depends on House, Senate, and White House agreement on the continuing resolution. And finally, it's already time to get your tickets for the Purdue Ag Alumni Fish Fry. It'll return to Tippecanoe County February. You can find a link to get those tickets at HoosierAgToday.com. I'm Eric Pfeiffer, Hoosier Ag Today, Indiana's Farm Network. Let's face it, operating a farm isn't going to get any less expensive this year. That's why an operating loan from Farm Credit Bid America is built to give you more cash back and more flexibility in how you are able to manage your funds. Learn more at fcma.com operating and get an operating loan that pays you back. Loan subject to credit approval. Additional terms and conditions may apply. Farm Credit Bid America is an equal opportunity lender. I'm Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin with Hoosier Act Today's Indiana Farm Forecast. Looking at this warm surge of temperatures, we are on borrowed time. Today and tomorrow is what you've got to work with. Friday, a frontal boundary comes through and changes everything. So sunshine, blue sky, and good evaporation here the next couple of days. Let's talk about the Friday front. Comes in from the northwest, holding back some cooler temperatures, but also has a little bit of moisture with it. A tenth to maybe half an inch max. 60% coverage in Indiana. I'm going to skew that more toward the northern third of the state than anywhere else, but I'm not going to rule out moisture anywhere through the day. The cool temperatures come in, settle in overnight, and stick around through Saturday morning to midday. I do think we see temperatures moderate late Saturday afternoon, and Sunday looks good. Both days of the weekend are dry. Sunday, not nearly as warm as what we're seeing right now, but not chilly either. Next frontal boundary pushed back to Tuesday now, so I'm looking at Monday staying as sunny and dry, but clouds will be on the increase. Rains next Tuesday, focusing more on the southern part of the state than up north, but I'm not going to rule them out anywhere. I'm going to look at a quarter to one inch out of the system coming through next to Tuesday. The coverage at 100%. And then behind that, we are dry for Wednesday and Thursday. Thursday's Thanksgiving, remember. So on Wednesday, we are cooler, significantly cooler. Thursday, mixed clouds and sunshine for Thanksgiving. No travel problems, but maybe not as bright of a day as what we would like. Another slow, sagging frontal complex is trying to work through the northern United States next Friday, Black Friday, the 
24th, and that could set us up for a chilly weekend or a chilly finish to the Thanksgiving holiday weekend. But at this point, I only have the minor front on this Friday and the major weather system next to Tuesday as precipitation makers in our forecast. The rest of the time, we are mostly dry. That's a look at your forecast update. I'm meteorologist Ryan Martin. A mixed day of trade on Tuesday for the ag markets. This is Hoosier Ag Today. I'm Andy Eubank with the Tuesday Farm Market Review. Corn and beans up, not so in wheat. Very strong equity markets as well. Settlements coming up at first. Market analysis. I grabbed that near the end of trade from Mike Silver of Kokomo Grain. Mike, a squeaker of a higher move for the corn futures market on Tuesday. That makes another day of positive territory. And beans squeaked out a higher move as well. There has been some strength since the USDA report on Thursday. What do you make of it? Well, Andy, I tell you what, we had pretty decent export inspections yesterday. We're still off the pace that we need uh, to meet the balance sheet projections, but at least we're headed in the right direction. And so that's refreshing. And this morning we did get a flash corn sale to Mexico. Uh, that's the second one this week, uh, 4,005,000 bushel, uh, 101.745 metric tons. Uh, so that helped support the corn market today. Uh, yesterday we had the, uh, the plant, the harvest progress report, uh, 88% of the U S corn crop is harvested. Uh, last week that was 81 last year, it was 92 in Indiana were 82% harvested. And that is as of Sunday night, the soybean harvest, uh, nationally 95% complete compared to last week's 91 last year's 96 and indiana is 94 percent harvested so there are still bushels coming to town before we cross the uh and get the checkered flag if you will on harvest 23 and uh corn is still trying to find a home there are still a lot of elevators that uh and processors that are having to limit uh the dumping hours for corn, particularly wet corn, um, and there are pockets uh, in um, the state of Indiana where there are more acres that need to be harvested, uh, especially in corn. Um, the, um, and it, it seems like, you know, here in central Indiana, uh, we're kind of on the, the outskirts, really, if you will, but again, Corn, corn is putting some miles on itself as uh, farmers in areas that just can't find a home for that corn are coming further than, than they typically come. So uh, this harvest continues, and it's going to be interesting to see uh, how this impacts uh, Thanksgiving uh, coming up here and just not, not too far off. There are folks that are finished. There are more folks that get finished every day, but... Almost every day we hear of a pocket in the state that uh, still there is some considerable acreage that needs to be harvested. Now, uh, as far as the market activity is concerned, we're still trading in kind of a sideways trading pattern, um, bounded uh, with some resistance and support levels. 
the the trade is now paying particular attention to weather conditions uh, in the southern hemisphere, especially Brazil. Brazil is behind its planting pace for soybeans because of the hot, dry conditions in Mato Grosso and some of the other major soybean producing states in Brazil. And and they're behind they're behind the pace that they'd like to be. Farmers have have uh, throttled back literally and just aren't planting at the pace that they typically do because of these dry conditions. So that is concerning to the market uh, in that not only could the soybean planting be delayed, but the safrina corn crop, which follows the soybean planting uh, coming up here in a couple months, that could also be delayed. So, that has a little bit of focus not only in the soybean market, but that also spills over into the corn market. So we are probably, Andy, um, going to be paying particular attention to South American weather. Uh, the U.S. is certainly not in a weather market. There are no problems up here, but uh, the market is now paying attention to the weather patterns and the weather forecasts and the midday forecasts in Brazil and Argentina to see how this is going to impact their planting progress as we to try to get complete across the finish line for the U.S. soybean and in particular corn crops to put a finish on Harvest 23 up here in the northern hemisphere. Mike Silver, Kokomo Grain, and Mike's number is 800-666-0613. On the Hat Tuesday, market review. Here are the settlements. Corn just a little higher, up a penny on the Dece contract, 478 and a quarter. March 494 and a quarter, gaining a penny and a half. A little better performance in beans, January 1389 and three quarters, up seven and a quarter. March 1402 and a half, up seven and a half cents. December wheat down seven points, 572. The meats mixed, December live cattle, 175.80, up 92. And December lean hogs, $72.30, down a dollar and a nickel. I'm Andy Eubank with the Tuesday Market Review. This is Who's Your Ag Today, Indiana's leading farm radio network. <laughs>